Welcome to File Under Entertainment Podcast with Eric and Jared. It's our special holiday episode, and all this was written when this was meant to be recorded initially. This is kind of like our cursed Christmas episode, so the jokes are just funnier if I just go with it <laughs> as it was originally written. Our gift to you is no appearance by Jared, but he is actually here. I'm kidding, of course. His thoughts always lead to laughs, so those will be missed, just not his Christmas song selections. Party. I was at a Christmas party. So he's here now. Happy holidays to everyone. Whatever you celebrate, we're glad that you're celebrating with us. I'm Eric, your host with the most cheesecake, as well as the cheesy segues. I've stolen two of Santa's reindeer and convinced myself that they're dogs. What I want wrapped under the tree is more name recognition in podcast circles than my cat Wrigley, who has me beat by a very wide margin. You can find me on every single episode of File Under Entertainment and each Thursday, the superior college football edition of the Evil Mark Show. And uh, Jared, whose perfect woman has the brain of a bird and the body made of vegan mac and cheese, but more voluptuous, like a Viking, or maybe Henry Cavill. He has more Santa hats than Santa himself and more fishing shirts than a Minnesota truck stop. It's Jared. Hello. How are you? And where can everyone find more of Jared? I'm not going to be a part of this if that's how you feel about me. <laughs> uh, my I name... made jokes about all of us. Come on. You that that was a whole roast of Jared. Like, mm-hmm. is that just what it is? We're gonna roast Jared every episode now. I can't even have a a, a Christmas present to just be nice to me for one episode. Uh, are you new, Jared? That's of course what every episode is. I know. Uh, yeah, I am the intern of Nobody's Listening. Uh, I, I I do the the producing job over there. Uh, Jake is my my host with the most. Uh, you can find me basically producing almost every episode that I'm on, except for the Evil Mark show. But if you want to check out one where Jared produced the show, go check out 194, where I call it 195 because I'm all out of sorts, uh, where it is perfectly produced, the sound effects are on point, and everything is done correctly for the first time probably in its entire history. <laughs> hey, buddy. Oh, and Mark. He was meant to be filling in for Jared, so I'll just leave all of that right up as it is. Speaking of, he's a man that knows something about being outshone by my feet line. He's filling in for Jared on the virtual port. The man behind the buttons for this episode is also a guy that might really be some penguins wearing a man suit. He thinks Santa might be an NSA agent, and his Christmas wish would be that everybody Googles Ruby Ridge. It's Mark. Welcome in. How are you doing this festivist season, and where can anyone find more of you? I'm doing wonderful. I'm so glad to be here. I'm so glad to be back from from the dead. Uh, so glad to be celebrating Christmas, one of my favorite holidays. Um, and yeah, the, the one thing I would say about Christmas is it's one of my favorite holidays. I love it all. I love all the, the pageantry and I love the pomp. And uh, But I do say beware of a, of a man in a red suit. Just saying, just keep an eye on that guy. A uh, lot of overtones of communism involved in Christmas. Red man <laughs> running the show slaves to, that he owns you know I, I think there's 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 some problematic issues with christmas uh with the christmas mythology but the music is wonderful but if you want to find more of me you can find me at uh evilmark.com uh that'll point you in the right direction or you can come find me on tiktok or on instagram at ask evil mark or you can just uh find my show my podcast with my friends eric on thursday doing the college football show as we wrap up the bowl season and the championship and we get to the shibbies which will be coming up in january and then the friday nfl show is always super jam-packed 
We're getting closer and closer and closer to the playoffs. Uh, so make sure you're checking that out. And that's with Jared, uh, who doesn't produce. He actually hosts, co-hosts, does a hell of a job. So please come check me out at evilmark.com. Thank you. And Jake, the guy that I really should have made my co-host for Final Hunter instead, he wants to know one lump or coal of one lump of coal or two in your coffee. He's going to enjoy the show only if a spreadsheet tells him to. And all he wants for Christmas is to never hear the name Phil Connors ever again. It's Jake. <laughs> Hello, how are you? And where can everyone find more Jake? Uh, hi, uh, I'm going to say off the top, feel exact opposite of Mark about Christmas. I hate the pump. I hate the tree. <laughs> <laughs> I think the I think most Christmas music is terrible. But uh, I'm here on this uh, nice Festivus celebration to air my grievances. <laughs> and uh, you can find me on Real Piece of Sitcom, which is a show starting in January. Uh, where We're uh, watching every sitcom ever made. And uh, I I'm also uh, on Nobody's Listening. Jared, I'll give you the Christmas gift of uh, admitting that you're actually the host of that show. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, of course, you can find me on uh, Fireland Entertainment, where I'm a frequent guest. And he was meant to be here, but he's not here. <laughs> <laughs> we even postponed it uh, kind of multiple times, actually. The first time he... <laughs> Even though he agreed, to, he agreed to the initial day and then forgot that it was that day and so couldn't be here. So we postponed it. Uh, and then we were meant to record last night and he couldn't do it. So we pushed it to the following morning. And he's like, I'm good. So hopefully when he wakes up, he'll join us. But uh, yeah, I, I figured that Jake at least will get some uh, laughs out of the intro that I'd written for him. Again, it's we David. Are graced with the presence of david's chair the all-knowing guest just being held down by so much his you know he he supports the weight of the world and i can't tell you enough how much i appreciate it our our basso profondo he with the dulcet tones is also our diversity rep he well when this was originally meant to be recording it was the last day of hanukkah so he was celebrating the last day of hanukkah as we record He's been super busy at work. He didn't have time to get us a gift. So instead, he's going to take us skiing on Mount Bundy. I don't get that joke. Yeah, I, it's from Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah. <laughs> Very fitting that he's not here with that. <laughs> uh, his Christmas miracle would be able to tell the difference between Ryan Gosling and Jake Gyllenhaal. It's David. Hello. How are you? And where can everyone find more David? Oh, you can find me uh, as the, the flavor flave of uh, real beef sitcom. Jared's such a great host. Everyone should check him out. I don't hate him at all. Jake is such a great friend on the show as well, too. That Mark guy is kind of cool. I like him and his digs and fascism and such. I'm David. Uh, and Tarkov really sucks. I hate it so much. Fuck that game. <laughs> and now that we've all introduced, I wanted to say a sincere thank you to all of you guesting on this episode and to all the other guests that have appeared on the show at any point in time. Uh, to Jared, especially, uh, even though he wasn't supposed to be here for this one, he is. Uh, and he didn't want to be here for most of the previous episodes. He still came on to join as my co-host okay, when the show okay. was. I, and, I, hey, let me finish my thing here. <laughs> he came on to join as a co-host when the show was in an uncertain period to keep it alive, as it all be here now. So again, thank you. Now you may rebuttal, Jared. 
As we learned in a previous episode, Jared just has an attention span issue, okay? And it's solved by my golf games. I really actually enjoy this with you. Uh, I know this is not Thanksgiving, but I'm going to say what I'm fucking thankful for. I'm thankful for meeting all you beautiful bastards each and every fucking week. It is nice to know that at least once, twice a month, I get to see you guys in one way, shape, and or form. I used to love playing Call of Duty. We... Our time schedules never match up because I got promoted. Eric has basically been promoted too. Mark is, Mark, you're just constantly dying. You need to stop doing that. But <laughs> <laughs> it it is nice, and and now that my attention problem is solved, I, I really enjoy being on this the show. Okay. Good to know. So this music season has been quite the adventure. It spanned from September of 2021. Now finally wrapping up here over two years later after a phone format and a co-host change. Not many people that start podcasts keep up with it for this long, especially facing the pratfalls that the show has encountered. So it's a wonderful feeling to even get to this point. And of course, we couldn't get to this point without our listeners. An immense thank you to all those who continue to support the show and engage and make this endeavor worth doing. It's an incredible opportunity to sit here every couple of weeks, as Jerry just mentioned, and talk for multiple hours with my friends about something that we're all passionate about. But for other people to also find enjoyment and get laughs and put up with sometimes ridiculous lengths of some of these episodes. <laughs> it's incredibly humbling and heartwarming. So once more with feeling, thank you. Okay, now let's all gather around the fire, tell those stockings to get stuff and talk Christmas and holiday tunes. I don't know. And we, first. it's me. Um, so get ready. If you think that my normal write-offs are long, this one is incredibly <laughs> long because this person is uh, in very, very interesting. Uh, the song that I chose is uh, one that I don't have to listen to six times, first of all, so I won't be going nuts. <laughs> but this is At the Christmas Ball by Bessie Smith. It's from 1925. Uh, so we started our coverage of the decades in the 1960s, and I made sure that we discussed Nina Simone and her impact on blues, but also her use of music as a societal sounding board going through the civil rights movement. We talked briefly about how tough it was for her and the backlash that she faced just as an African-American woman. Imagine then how much tougher it would have been in the 1920s to be a poor Black woman who was also a bisexual. Most of us like superheroes here, actually, I think everybody on, on the panel. So uh, we're about to hear about an artist that was basically a superhero, Bessie Smith. She was born in 1894 in Chattanooga, Tennessee, both of her parents had died by the time that she was nine, and she and her six siblings survived by singing and hustling on street corners. Her eldest brother, Clarence, left home in 1904 and joined a traveling troupe owned by performer Moses Stokes. Eight years later, Clarence returned to Chattanooga with Moses Stokes and arranged for an audition for Bessie to be hired as a dancer in the troupe. Uh, she moved up per to performing in chorus lines and then formed her own act just a, about a year after building a reputation in the South and along the Eastern seaboard. When another singer, Mamie Smith, had a, a hit blues record sell over 100,000 copies, record companies then rushed to sign other Black female vocalists to capitalize on the trend. Uh, so it was in 1923 that Bessie Smith signed with Columbia Records, and after a string of hits, she became a headliner on many shows, becoming one of the top attractions and top owners of the 1920s, resulting in being nicknamed the Empress of the Blues. It was around this time that she got married to a security guard named Jet Gee, the marriage was tumultuous with rampant cheating on both sides, and for Bessie's part, which included numerous female sex partners, 
Guy could never get over Bessie's bisexuality, and after a 1929 affair with another singer, Bessie ended that relationship, though neither sought a divorce. For this, her poor childhood and what was perceived unladylike behavior, she was dismissed from an audition for Black Swan Record Company because she supposedly stopped singing so that she could spit. <laughs> Bessie was considered a quote-unquote rough woman, in other words, working or really low class, but she had a message which she didn't shy from. Many of her songs dealt with societal issues such as chain gangs and capital punishment and are considered to be an early form of African-American protest music. She also talked about poverty, interracial conflict, and female sexuality. The article words it best saying, quote, Smith's work challenged elitist norms by encouraging working class women to embrace their right to drink, party, and satisfy their sexual needs as a means of coping with stress and dissatisfaction in their daily lives. Smith advocated for a wider vision of African-American womanhood behind domesticity, piety, and conformity. She sought empowerment and happiness through independence, sassiness, and sexual freedom, end quote. Uh, the Great Depression and the advent of sound and films put a damper on her career, but she continued to record and tour up, tour up in, until her untimely death via car crash in 1937, aged just 43. She was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1989 and is often regarded as one of the greatest singers of her era. The song was recorded just two years after her ascent to stardom, and there's a very interesting write-up about it from the site Counterfire from an article entitled Radical Christmas Songs, Volume 5, written by Morgan Daniels. Daniels writes, quote, The key to this joyous song lies right at the very beginning when a band member explain, exclaims, Hey, Bessie, Christmas gift. This seemingly innocuous line is heavy with the weight of recent history. In the 19th century, a festive tradition developed whereby slaves could, quote unquote, win a present if they were able to creep up on plantation owners and say Christmas gift, the sort of game which shows those in power to be jolly sorts, thus cementing structures of oppression. Bessie Smith's joy for life then packs quite the societal punch. Here is a working class black woman sounding as free as can be, extolling the virtues of letting her hair down, yet reminding us that she is singing in the Jim Crow era. It's a remarkable recording, end quote. So let's hear for ourselves at the Christmas ball by the great Bessie Smith. Uh, oh, you're done? <laughs> yes, finally. <laughs> okay. No, no fun facts. Uh, good thing you ruined that whole right this whole ring by <laughs> interjecting. Good job, Jared. You're welcome. <laughs> hey, better Christmas here.
everybody think of that gave me a lot of Mark. fallout 4 vibes fallout 4 vibes, fallout 4 vibes. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, <what'd> you <laughs> wait <laughs> why wait are you, are you going to me first yeah yeah oh okay yeah I, it's it's interesting here right it's definitely of its era uh, it's it's it, especially with your context of the the intro, uh, very interesting. Um, I think a lot of people who uh, for our American listeners or even our foreign listeners who might be fans of American history, like Christmas in uh, in bondage, especially in that part, that time of the country, is very weird, very regional. Um, I think she would have been a little bit after that point. So I think she's living through the the vibrations of it throughout throughout it because this is this is gone by then but still these things were that kind of these celebrations i think it was south carolina had a three-day celebration there which was pretty uniformed which is really odd when you look into american history and you look into slavery like the way things were set up not only how people work but people's schedules were all kind of written down and there's a historical record of everything and this was kind of a, a catalyst uh for and this is kind of the the beauty of christmas the the idea of, of there being a respite. In fact, there was a respite from in South Carolina. I think it was a lot of places from Christmas Day till New Year's, uh, where where everyone was just kind of treated normal. Um, and I think that that was kind of that idea was kind of the the first part of like what normalizing acceptance, normalizing that like, hey, this is should how should be how it is, and like, hey, we're all Christians and we're going to celebrate it together. But like, hey, not so cool that these people are you know have to live like this. So it's 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 a it's definitely a song that's it's got a lot of melancholy to it, uh, but uh, definitely notable and, and part of the uh, Christmas pantheon of, of underrepresented and underappreciated songs. Thank you. Very good and insightful, Jake. What did you think as another you know history buff that actually has a degree in it? What did you think of this? <laughs> uh yeah. I mean, I I think. Bessie Smith is like a fascinating person. Uh, I think this was a really interesting choice. I hadn't heard this particular song because it has Christmas in the title, so I probably skipped over it any time. <laughs> <laughs> it's come up, but uh, yeah, I really, I really like it. It's uh, it, well, like Mark was saying, it's very of its time. It has that like twenties and thirties, like uh, blue blues and jazz sound going for it uh which is why i actually enjoyed it it doesn't have sort of the all the modern stuff that drives me crazy crazy about christmas music this just just feels like another bessie smith song mm -hmm. uh but yeah I, I really dug it uh I, I think the lyrics are fantastic uh yeah I, my, my only complaint is uh that i, I can only handle so much of that, you know, 1920s recording <laughs> quality. Sure. <laughs> that, that Fallout 4 vibe, <laughs> as Jared put it. That's fair. It's, it's one of those things that drives me crazy, because it's like, man, this is such 
like clearly a fantastic like horn solo, but it's like so hard to focus on just because the re the recording is so bad. It's one of those things that makes me wish like I I, I wish I could have like heard this live and what it actually sounded like. Yeah. Oh my god, it would be so much different. I'm sure. For yeah, sure. Well, you talking well, about yeah. 98 years ago at this point. So. It's I mean, crazy. you hear you hear early recordings of like Robert Johnson. It's hard to get the it's hard to get the same idea. In fact, it's as time progresses forward, like even like someone like um, here, I'm just gonna tack on a whole comedy section of this. Like you listen to someone like Lenny Bruce, and it has no has no context for today's listeners because it's you have to kind of know what was going on at the time. You got to kind of know the situation and know what was going on. So it's it's hard to listen to that. If you were listening to Lenny Bruce, you'd be like, this isn't funny. Or if you listen to Robert Johnson, you'd be like, this isn't really that rocking. How was this part of it? If you listen to this, you get so caught up in how old timey it sounds. You're kind of cheated of of the experience. And then not having the context also, you're, you're cheated of the experience. It's very much, uh, it's a great song, but I mean, when you, when you, look at work like this it's, it's kind of like a, it's a little bit of homework you, you you gotta you gotta a little extra squeezing to get the juice for sure yeah i could definitely agree with that i mean as jake had mentioned like bessie smith just uh, I, I mean i know that was an incredibly long introduction that i just read there i mean longer than than most of my long introductions normally are but i mean that's just the tip of the iceberg with her i mean there's so much more to delve deep into you know bessie smith's life and times that she packed it all in to just you know 43 years when she died and just an incredible um just life and um and, and just the the art that she left us with and how much more she would have left us with you know maybe even you know had she survived until you know 70 80 years old how much more recording would she have done that would have been that would have sounded a little bit more contemporary but it's uh she kind of like all those people that were in the 27 club that just like, you know, died well before their time. Like what else would they have given us had they, had they managed to survive? So next on the list is Mr. Jared's one, well, unless you've got any more comments aside from the just fallout four of us. <laughs> oh, wow. I, I, I thought, I thought that's all you wanted me to contribute. Um, <laughs> you know, I, was, I was, I had a whole expose thought oh, up in my head, do. uh, David, uh, no, they, like that little the the horn that wah, wah, like that is typical of that time era. I fucking love it because, uh, like I said, Fallout Four. I I can't tell you how often I would roam around the wasteland in Fallout Four, just listening to a lot of those. There are actual mods with more songs like that to where you can listen to them, and it's part of um, uh, Diamond City Radio, which is the main radio hub, uh, which it Boston Stadium. They call it Diamond City Radio. And, Never mind. I'm not going to explain a dumb joke that only makes sense to me. But like, I will. I would literally just tune that shit on and just listen to it constantly. And I remember I sent you a chat, Eric. I'm like seventy eight revolutions a minute. I was like, oh, how can I spin my computer up to seventy eight revolutions a minute to make sure it sounds perfect? And you know, it's like the vinyl record. You can hear the scratching of the record as well too, even though it's a digital recording. Like this literally takes you back to the time when you're sitting around. The little, the little tree there, you know, with a couple of lights strung up, and you're just, like, chilling, having Christmas with your family on the recorder. You know, you can see the wobbly record and everything. And, I mean, I really got, like, zero Christmas vibes except for the beginning because I was just transported to Fallout 4 where I wanted to go into the wasteland and just enjoy it, man. <laughs> like, that's where that song took me. And I don't know if you noticed, but I wasn't really paying attention because I was just having fun listening to it. I was just enjoying the music, and 
I kind of want to hear more of Bessie Smith. So you seek it out. That is fascinating, given all yes, of your it's... previous musical things. It really what? is. What? <laughs> <laughs> just seems so out of your. I, I I love that you like this, but it seems so out of your wheelhouse based on every conversation we've had throughout this podcast. It's a Christmas miracle. It's fantastic. No, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> when I first started playing Fallout 4, I was like, the fuck is this bullshit music? I want a heavy metal radio or something. And then like seven hours later, I'm just like, just uh, who was uh, the butcher? They, they got the song about this butcher. It's just hacking and slashing and crashing. Yeah, this is chopping that meat. I'm like, yeah, bitch, chop that meat. <laughs> like, I just love the swing. 20s, 30s, 40s. I just, I dig it, man. It's just, it's, uh, it's so, I don't know. It's Fallout 4, very baby. very weird, but very cool. By the time we circle back around to this being a music podcast, Jared just shows up and he's like, this is Sister Rosetta Tharp. She's my favorite <laughs> artist. <laughs> I can see Amazing. it. I can, I can see it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, my God. I, I want so much for that to happen. <laughs> I actually just discovered an uh, a group of Amish ladies who do like little quartet singings and stuff like that. And uh, I was actually going to use one of them for an opening of uh, nobody's listening because I love the rendition. I'm like, Oh, they're super religious too. That's kind of cool. So yeah. Incredible. <laughs> I can't wait for that. Well, so Jared, this next selection is yours. So are, do we have some 1920s, uh, early jazz, blues inspired. What do we got here? No, we're going to go heavy metal Christmas. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> nice. go, go that's a you. shocker. <laughs> I know. Right? Like, what, what do you expect? Like, it's it's either it's it's way out of left field or it's right in the wheelhouse. Uh, this is August Burns Red. Honestly, they're a great heavy metal band to begin with. And they did a rendition of Carol of the Bells. And like, I'm kind of with Jake in Christmas that I I kind of fucking hate Christmas. I really am not a big fan of it. I'm not a fan of What's any. What's with all the Santa hats? Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? So one he's year. wearing a Santa hat. And he's like, I'm not really a fan of it. I don't dig it. <laughs> so one year, uh, I think it was like seven years ago now, I found a Disney princess Santa hat. It was pink. It had all the Disney princesses printed across the top. I was like, how cool would that be just to wear that for a month at work? Right? Just wear it for a month at work and see how people react. And the next year, someone was like, hey, Jerry, you going to wear a Santa hat again. I was like, yeah, sure, why not? And I had a Green Bay Packer one, and then I had a Superman one, and then I had a regular Santa hat. And I went through all these things, and it's just a yearly fucking tradition now that for the month of December, I wear a Santa hat. Um, I just, I hate holidays that are centered so, around. I got, yeah. So something that you have that you do for a month at a time, for almost yeah. a decade going, it's not something that you typically hate. I, I, well, I mean, dude, this, I wear this hat every day at work besides that, cause I'm bald and I hate myself, but I just, I hate holidays <laughs> that are surrounded by big meals. That's, that's the part of Christmas that I hate. I can deal with it getting the uh, family gatherings. Love it. Hanging out with my family, love it. Everything that, that, that comes with Christmas except for the big meal, and it seems to be the centerpiece of Christmas that gets me because a couple of years ago when I got really sick, and I've told you guys this before, so TLDR, remember I got real sick, eating in front of people is very, very weird and awkward. Everybody wants to sit down at a big table, have a big fucking meal, and the entire day is about that, leading up to that big meal, snacking all day, eating chips and crackers and cheese, and everything leads up to that one fucking moment where everybody sits down and everyone's like, hey, Jared, why don't you get yourself a plate? Or, hey, Jared, why don't you snacking on shit? And it's just like, maybe I'm not fucking hungry. 
Maybe I don't like eating in front of people. Maybe I don't give a fuck. And it's every year. And it's been happening for like the last five years. So that meal, that whole lead up to and the cooking and the pre-snacking and everything, fucking hate that. Presents, hanging out with family, giving my mom a big hold hug, hug and kiss, uh, which she has COVID, so I can't do. Um, you know, just like wanting to do all that family stuff is great. But the big meal that everybody plans, like everything around, I just fuck, I hate it, man. I hate it. It's okay. Getting better. Getting better, but but yeah, the, the whole day is, hey Jared, why aren't you eating? It's like, I'm not fucking hungry, man. It's not. Well, I mean, people need food to survive, so kind of like every holiday involves some kind of meal. Like, I mean, Thanksgiving is literally a meal based, uh, literally a holiday based on a meal. But I mean, Easter, people have like special Easter meals as well. Like basically every holiday, like even Fourth of July, it's like you're gonna cook out, you're gonna be eating hot dogs and burgers. So I, I hate I the mean, big meal aspect of every fucking holiday. Sweet. Every holiday wraps around some big festive fucking meal. And if you're not eating or drinking a beer or something, it's it's always the poking and prodding by everybody. And when it's a party of 30 odd people and you've been dealing with it for years, you would assume that they would all know because they all, quote, care about you. But yet every question is, hey, Jared, why don't you have a beer? Why aren't you drinking? Why aren't you eating? Shut the fuck up, Uncle Tony. <laughs> <laughs> all right fair enough let's give a listen to carol of the bells
<laughs> yeah, that's it's Jared. I, I suffice it to say that if you do have a favorite Christmas song, it's definitely Carol the Bells because you brought us Carol the Bells epic version <laughs> last year. So. <laughs> it's simple, it's short, it's sweet, it's heavy, and I feel like it's one of the most widely remixed reproduced versions of a christmas song uh and the fact that there's a ton of heavy metal and just like you know like really altered non-christmasy christmas songs it 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 fits in my wheelhouse and that that would be why all right jake what did you think of this one well yeah i'm what like jared was alluding to there's like a million metal versions of carol of the bells but I, I think it kind of always works just because that that melody is so easy to transpose to a guitar solo, I I think is why they all do it. Yeah, uh, yeah it, it works like every time. I, I like this version. Uh, I like the the uh, like like really thrash metal drums it has going throughout. It was uh, really good. Mark, what'd you think? You know, I, I actually love Christmas music, so in the month of December, I'm always listening to it. I'm more of a traditional guy. Like, I like I like pop, but I'm willing to like some, some older pop. Like, I like Dean Martin's version of Baby It's Cold Outside. I like, I especially like new pop artists, like, especially, like, their rendition of Let It Snow. This song, of course, everyone knows this song, but the what's great about this one is even this quote-unquote metal version doesn't sound so metally. It's too inaccessible for 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 a casual like myself like what's the the trans-siberian orchestra like that and metal sound the same thing to me like it mm -hmm. just sounds like this one sounds a little bit heavier like i could see if this one if we were at a christmas party and this one helped jared get there i'd be all for it it wouldn't necessarily put me off to it i'd just be like oh yeah this is that some <laughs> rock band playing this song and this song just perfectly fits <laughs> up and the other thing this almost every Christmas song has been like played to death, but there's some of them that just have, uh, there's other pop culture and media that kind of bleeds into it. And every time I hear this song, I just think ding fries are done. From <laughs> like, I, just, I don't want to think it because I know it's a lame joke, but damn, I can't, if that just hasn't led right into my brain when it comes to this song. <laughs> oh, that's what I was going to ask you guys. You guys ever play on newgrounds.com uh, punkomatic? Where you can make Maybe. like heavy metal songs yourself, like it's very like Jake was talking about it, like very very s simple like chords and like you, Punkomatic was this game that you could play on Newgrounds.com, which very very not safe for work uh, website, but like you were <laughs> your own rock band, right? And you could make your own song and your own music. And one of the very very first introductions of Feathers and Friends or Nobody's Listening was me making an introduction on Punkomatic, the video game, hmm. which is what the guitar really, really sounds like. If you listen to Punkomatic and you make it, there's this one little guitar solo that you can do, and I almost swear to God, it's it's that little... That, that... So, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, nice. I, 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 when Mark said it, it, it clicked. My apologies. No. <laughs> Shout out no. to Newgrounds. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> What's next, the E-Bombs world or what? <laughs> wow, we're going old school, boys. 
I still go. Can I? I still every once in a while go to canihascheeseburger.com. Every <laughs> once in a while, every once in a while, I go there to get a, get a meme. When when nine gag is run out, when Reddit has run its course, <laughs> ah, let's check out what he bombs and can I has cheeseburgers got going on. Incredible. <laughs> oh. right. I'm sorry. Uh, I didn't mean to go there. <laughs> I'm real good at derailing things, aren't I, boys? <laughs> oh, one thing that I meant to do at the top uh, during the introduction thing was like, uh, well, I, I kind of mentioned that it's got pushed back multiple times. So now as we're recording this, this is what, the, the 23rd? So actually, uh, Jared, we'll go ahead and just release this right afterwards, actually. Uh, so and it, if you like, and send it. Yes, sir. Please. And thank you. Yeah. So like, so people uh, can enjoy this because if you're like everybody else, it's in a tr uh, traditional Christmas movie, you're waiting until Christmas Eve to uh, pick out your tree, go chop it down, lug it home, trim it. Then go Christmas shopping for all of your gifts, wrap all of those gifts, celebrate the holidays, all while finding a new love. You do all of that on Christmas Eve anyway. So let File Under Intimate Christmas episode be uh, the soundtrack of your day. I love how like in Christmas movies, there, Christmas Eve is always like a thousand hours long. You know, it's like in reality, <laughs> it feels like it's about 10 minutes. It, the, the day is over just super fast, but just like everybody you know, just meet someone, falls in love, and it's like they're, they're soulmates, and they, they do all these other things that take place on that day. It's just, it's funny to me. You guys have a lighter... Oh, sorry, Mark. I was going to say, I just saw one recently that just really kind of caught my imagination. I had never seen it before. This uh, Christmas movie with Tim Allen called Christmas with the Cranks, which is originally written by um, John Grisham. And I'm not, if you're not familiar with John Grisham, John Grisham usually writes books about lawyers. And when he writes about non-lawyers, it's like you wonder if he's ever actually met another human being. But it's about this very, very weird community that decides to punish people because they decide to skip Christmas for a year in a very militant kind of way. And then their reaction to it. It's its almost the uh, its the epitome of modern Christmas and in, in baked into one movie, like disgusting and sweet and it has Dan Aykroyd, who has like a weird, very kind of threatening kind of persona, kind of like the song that Eric chose last year, which is, uh, what, what was, it was Bruce Springsteen's- <laughs> Santa Claus uh, is coming to town. Santa Claus is coming to town, which again, which I've said before, sounded more like a threat than actual <laughs> enjoyment. Thing. But yeah, if, if you have not ever seen Christmas of the Cranks, uh, forget Home Alone. I mean, you've seen that a billion times. I've, hopefully you've seen Die Hard. If you have not seen Die Hard, at least once this Christmas season, please go get it. But if you're looking for a true Christmas movie that fills all the boxes, but you also want like a weird undercurrent current of darkness and danger, uh, Christmas with the Cranks, I could not recommend it higher. It's, spoiler alert for what's for be watching. <laughs> yeah, sorry. If you're listening to this, you got your answer. You got your answer. <laughs> <laughs> it is the best Tim Allen Christmas movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I I I have to ask this. Uh Eric, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Uh yes. Absolutely. Jake. Mark and I had this conversation. Yeah, yeah all, all Shane Black movies by default are Christmas movies. Okay. Uh uh Bruce Willis has said that it is officially not a Christmas movie. It is a Bruce fucking Willis movie. All right. <laughs> he's got dementia or whatever he's <laughs> that got. That was now. before he, he got sick. Okay. <laughs> 
He's always had dementia. I mean, just watch his acting. He's always had problems. <laughs> For not a moonlighting fan. <laughs> I was going to say, I blame moonlighting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> For a brief moment, Eric, I was inspired to get a Christmas tree, and then I remembered, oh, they're not safe for parrots. All right. Why are they not safe? The sap, you mean like a, a real sap. Christmas tree? Yeah. Uh -huh. The sap is a little extra sticky, and you know the two idiots. The first thing they would do is fucking fly into it late at night, roost around in it, try to find a way. Like, this Santa hat is pretty much almost destroyed because they've been chewing on it constantly for the last fucking <laughs> 23 days. So Why don't you get one of the, like, the, the Charlie Brown Christmas tree where it's just, like, the single twig that has, like, one little kind of That would be destroyed in two days. <laughs> Day one would be them getting comfortable. Day two would be wherever it's at. They're going to go over to it and chew on it. And day three is, oh, it's no longer existing. So yeah, awesome. <laughs> yeah, it tracks. Like we haven't put up a Christmas tree since we've had the dogs because we were afraid of what they might do to it or eat it. So yeah, we're right there with you. Doesn't it, look very much like Christmas in our house. <laughs> it it took Blue all of two minutes after landing on me to find the chocolate that I spilled on this sweater last night. Uh, because I totally just just didn't wake up and 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 start this podcast. So you know. Well, we commend you for at least waking up and starting the podcast, David. Uh, like some people. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at least David's chair showed up, right? Uh, he won't even listen to me anyway because he hates me now. So, <laughs> Okay, I, I do have to ask this question because I, I see it and I never know. How do you pronounce that first word on number three? Chiron? Chiron. That's, that's the official pronunciation, Chiron. Yeah. Okay. That's well, a great lead-in, Jared. <laughs> I've... Jake, this is this is Jake's song. Jake, why don't you tell us about your selection? Yeah, so uh, my my selection is Chiron Beta Prime. I was very tempted to just bring the same song that I did last year <laughs> because of a uh, recent uh, death, but I, I decided not to, and uh, go go with an other Christmas song that I like. Uh, yeah, this is by Jonathan Colton. It's from his uh, Thana Week, which was uh, actually like one of the first podcasts that I ever listened to, uh, which was where he was uh, like releasing a weekly podcast just about like the process of him uh, writing a song every week was the whole thing. And then he would like once he had enough for like, like once he was a quarter through the year, he released an album. Uh, and this comes from the second one of those. Uh, and but because of like that, like. This is like what probably like the third podcast I ever listened to, uh, and just like discovering you know the, this like world of like internet weirdo music uh, through Jonathan Colton like in the two thousands. Uh, I've always had like a real soft spot for him, <laughs> even though the reason I started listening to it was misinformation. So uh, someone told me that it was one of the they might be giants guys. <laughs> one of the songs from that and I was like oh they have a podcast that's awesome and then I find out for like two or three years after I was like this is a different guy <laughs> that's awesome well so are you familiar with uh, Ask Me Another Jonathan Colton did the like original songs for that with Afira Eisenberg which I don't know if you haven't listened they've concluded their run but there's an entire back catalog of it's like a like a trivia kind of like special game podcast and Jonathan Colton does musical numbers and a lot of the the songs that are like musically based he he does his own kind of like 
special like Weird Al-esque kind of jingles. So they're pretty good if you're not familiar. So I think you'd probably dig that if you haven't listened. Okay. That uh, is another thing. That's another recommendation for your spreadsheet. Yeah. <laughs> Ask me another podcast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh but yeah and, uh I, I like this uh it kind of fits within weirdly this also like fits within his later like non-comedic stuff in a weird way because jonathan colton is like a, a big thing for him is like you know the, the surveillance state and like w worrying about like uh you know the, the government like slipping into fascism and, and like dystopia stuff and like paw patrol uh, like paw patrol exactly <laughs> I just want to note, Mark looked like he was dying, and then as soon as Jake is like, oh, yeah, the fascism and stuff, and Mark's eyes just got real white, he's like, oh, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, I can pay attention now. Yeah, I was, I, I got to admit, I got very pumped up. I'm like, okay, now I'm definitely hyped. Usually it's like, usually, I, I've done enough episodes with Jake, I'm like, this is probably about like a, a hooker who ODs in a trailer park, and, and, the, and the dad who's got to show up, and then because the Narcan went bad. Like it's gotta be some, like, it's always a song like that. So like, from what he, from his description of already, like I'm already digging it. I'm like, okay, great. It's not about a dead hooker in a trailer park. So I'm, I'm already on board. Well, you don't know that it's not. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, but uh, this is like, uh, like a uh, sort of precursive and, like uh, also like leading into like obviously his his work like with Portal also like this feels very in line with that this comedic take of a dystopian like uh, sci-fi Christmas future. So let's listen to Chiron Beta Prime. <laughs> This year has been a little crazy for the Andersons You may recall we had some trouble last year The robot council had us banished to an asteroid That hasn't undermined our holiday cheer And we know it's almost Christmas By the marks we make on the wall That's our favorite time of year Merry Christmas from Chiron Beta Prime Where we're working mind for our robot overlords did i say overlords i meant protectors merry christmas from chiron beta prime on every corner there's a giant metal santa claus who watches over us with glowing red eyes they carry weapons and they know if you've been bad or good Not everybody's good but everyone tries And the rocks outside the airlock Exude ammonia-scented snow It's like a winter wonderland Merry Christmas from Chiron Beta Prime Where we're working in a mine For our robot overlords Did I say overlords? I meant protectors Merry Christmas from Chiron Beta Prime
lot to talk about We really hope you'll come and visit us soon I mean we're literally begging you to visit us And make it quick before they Message redacted Now it's time for Christmas dinner I think the robot sent us a pie You know I love my soil and green Merry Christmas from Chiron Beta Prime Where we're working in a mine for our robot overlords Did I say overlords? I meant protectors Merry Christmas from Chiron Beta Prime <laughs> Well, Mark, you still got the mine work so. I... I... <laughs> One of my apps. This is this. I I did not expect to be enjoy one so much to, today. Uh, just wonderful. Just a wonderful little piece of pop. It, like in the in the spirit of flight of the Concords. Uh, yeah, I could see how they might be giants. I could totally see how getting in, involved with this guy because it does sound very similar. A little bit too a little too smart for they might be giants. Actually, um, very very good just really really brilliant pick it's you i could see you liking this one being an upbeat one also kind of the the really sad the kind of the silly satire parts of it i love this one just perfect perfect christmas song i this is i could easily put this in my list right next to my dean martin baby it's cold outside like <laughs> dean martin being rapey and then this one right after it i i i would enjoy it <laughs> i was alive jonathan colton you know yeah. The Santa Claus with red eyes. Yeah, I mean, just perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Jared, what'd you think? I was waiting for Mark to make a comment about baby, it's cold outside. I was waiting <laughs> for that. I was waiting for that. Uh, this reminds me of Futurama a lot. Like, the yeah. you know, where Santa, yeah. it's, you know, like, oh, great, Santa's coming. No, fucking Santa's coming. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we need to batten down the hatches, put up the anti-air, you know, defenses, and and I'll let, just hope the next 24-hour purge, I mean Christmas, is going to be okay. Uh, <laughs> I didn't – I I was expecting this to be something different, and then from Jake's explanation, I was like, all right, very Weird Al. Uh, this is Weird Al Jr. This is Weird Al 1.5, you know? Uh, maybe not something I could really get behind, but oh, fuck, I, yeah, just to fuck with my parents. Hey, Mom, Dad, got a great Christmas song. It's called <laughs> Chiron Beta Prime. It's great. Let's listen well, to it. You know, like, I love Weird Al, right? But, like, Weird Al is, like, uh, it's like Rodney Dangerfield. It's it's meant for everybody. So, like, it's, it's very, can universally be loved by people who really love satire, just people who just are casuals. Like, this is, like, definitely a plus one. You got to be, in, especially with the sci-fi angle to it as well, it's a, a little bit darker than I would say Weird Al, but definitely in that vein. But, yeah, this is... This is definitely uh, uh, gosh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of a good comp here, but yeah, this is way better than Weird Al in my mind. Yeah, he's he's in that like weird spot between like direct like parody and, and then just like regular alternative rock. But that kind of space with like, well, like we mentioned, of like they might be giants and like, like stuff like that. That's like. It's obviously trying to be funny, but like a lot of it's also just like enjoyable music if you don't pay attention to, to like the the lyrics. It mm -hmm. still works as just like straightforward alternative rock. 
you know, they kind of remind me of uh, like Nerf Herder. Nerf Herder. Yeah. That's way more about relationships. They don't usually take such a, a sci-fi angle on it. But yeah, it, 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 it's just like that. Like you could listen, you could love Nerf Herder and, and not be totally into all the jokes or you could be, it, it could work one and two together. Very rarely does that kind of, that kind of musical satire. Usually it's pretty bad. Usually it's just like a, guitar, a guy with a guitar. It's like Adam Sandler's first comedy record. It's just like, it's, you heard it the first time and you got some enjoyment after and then after that it's like oh this is nobody would want to listen to this again like this has got replayability it's really really good yeah this is definitely one that you could add to a christmas playlist and it wouldn't like it that would be a nice change of pace in between you know the the dean martins and the the frank sinatras and the burl lives and the, like all those other ones this comes on and it's just like oh yeah that's that's a nice laugh in between all the other like the 40th rendition of carol of the bells <laughs> I, I, th if you like this uh, i really recommend jonathan colton like in general i think uh skull crusher mountains like a really great song to start with which is just like a a song from the perspective of like a mix of like a comic book super villain and like a james bond bad guy as he's like talking to the girl that he's kidnapped it's fantastic and weirdly dark <laughs> I do like the replayability of this because, like, there are a couple movies out there that I've watched, like Hot Rod. You know, it's a great comedy movie. It's fucking hilarious. I legitimately died laughing the first time I heard it or watched it, and then the second time around, I like had to shut it off halfway through because it's like I just I can't rewatch this. And this, to Mark's point, this is something, and to your point as well too, Eric. Like, there's a ton of replayability here. It's not just one of those one-off, haha, that's great, and then you never want to fucking hear it again. So. Jared is the, the ghost of Christmas past. Now he's, he, he said he legitimately died watching Hot Rod. Now you're Dude, it was the most hilarious fucking I the comedy. I never I've never laughed that hard with my gut ever watching a, a, a comedy. That dance, the 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 80s power dance in the the warehouse, and then when he falls down the entire mountain, the falling oh, down the mountain is oh, yeah, is brilliant. It's my really heart. really brilliant. Yeah. Yes. Mm, it was great. Well, Mark, we're wrapping up with a, yeah, I'm sure this was very difficult for you being torn between your two loves, Tay -tay. Uh, you know, pop princesses. So. Well, yeah, I, I wanted to give you a piece of, of, of fluff, a nice little piece of candy, because what's, what's Christmas? I mean, there's, there's Jesus, there's all this other stuff, but then there's, it's just, unhealthy empty calories just garbage that we stuff in our faces like uh it probably says peeps on the side so i, I kind of thought i was like i want a piece of just pure pop drivel and there was a taylor swift song which i felt i listened to over and over again i listened to this song and i felt the taylor swift song was too heartfelt so this one kind of goes along with my with my write up here because i felt like this one is so such a piece of such a slice of pop goodiness it's soulless and heartless and vapid and it's enjoyable and disgusting uh and I have, I have a great write-up here for you okay i bring you good tidings here in cheer because i'm glad to announce that the war is over now if you're an american if you're an american listener i'm sure you're going which war mark there's lots of them ukraine iraq which war are you referring to no 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 or, or one of our other countless proxy wars no 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 those wars are still going on military contractors got to make money we have to do those wars so sorry i'm talking about 
the war against Christmas. The war against Christmas is finally over, and Christmas has won, mainly because of the secularists who have run Jesus and Christians away from Christmas. Society has dumped baby Jesus behind a dollar tree, and now we can celebrate the important things, like buying stuff, stimulating a failing economy, and buying Nintendo Switches and cool shit. It's all pomp. It's all decoration. It's all surface. Christmas is now devoid of any meaning. And what better way to celebrate Christmas than a song that is totally surface with a candy-coated sheen, void of any meaning. It's beautiful and soulless, just like its singer. It's the kind of song, it'll sound great after the entire new neighborhood gets suffers the nuclear winter and everything smells like sulfur. We'll hear this... <laughs> playing out of like a dilapidated house where someone left their iPod on repeat and we'll hear this song. So without- In the minds on Chiron Beta Prime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, won't, you won't get something as cool as Chiron Beta Prime. This is what you're going to be hearing when you're, when you're <laughs> digging through the wasteland looking for canned food. So without further ado, here is Cozy Little Christmas by the one and only Katy Perry. Everybody's in a hurry, in a flurry Shopping till they're dropping in the snow Kids are crying, dogs are barking Catching up with folks we barely know Sure it's madness, but it's magic As soon as you hang up the mistletoe Cause you're the reason for the season Cozy little Christmas here with you. So, Mr. Santa, Mr. Santa take, the day off, take the day off. Get a massage. Because we've got this one all under control. A little whiskey. A little whiskey. We're getting frisky. Ooh. And so dancing tonight, being bold. No, we ain't stressing. We ain't stressing. Just caressing. Mm-hmm. Warming up a popsicle toes. Nothing's missing, cause you're a blessing Yeah, you're the only one I'm wishing for Little Christmas here with you I don't need anything Take back all the Cartier and the Tiffany's and the Chanel Well, can I keep that Chanel, please? No, 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 no
gifts mark to wrap us up with jake what did you think of this one because i i know you're just a huge fan of katie perry and this music in general (laughs) yeah that was it it sure was a pop christmas song (laughs) (laughs) uh i i will say uh i liked her voice in this a lot more than i actually usually do like especially in the verses, I I think it it kind of made me want her to do like actual enjoyable music. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, her voice actually isn't bad. Like she she's a solid singer. But uh, yeah, the 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 choruses are rough, and then the the verses. I I would genuinely enjoy the verses if not for one, the the just like as Mark said, like so like just vapid and stupid like hallmarky lyrics and then uh one of the, the the staples of christmas music that drives me crazy is just that repetitious sleigh bell mm. throughout, throughout the verse just drives me fucking crazy <laughs> <laughs> so synth or sleigh bell which would you rather hear uh pro- i'll say synth. synth can be used well I feel like Slay Bell, even when it's in songs that I like, I'm like, this would be better if you took that fucking Slay Bell out. (laughs) (laughs) I've never heard a song and been like, yeah, that Slay Bell really works in this one. That's that's how I feel about saxophone. Anytime I hear a saxophone, I'm like, no. Like I, you, I've never been like, this song is good. We could use a little bit of sax. No, you just <laughs> you don't need it. You don't need. It. You could literally lose that instrument. Jeez. Unless you replace all the sax parts yeah. with sleigh bells, and then we're on. You see somebody with the saxophone, you're just like, are you playing jazz? And they're like, no. Well, we're doing we're doing kind of a fusion. You're like, get the fuck out. Or you know, you just take the you take the saxophone away from them. Just go, no, sorry. <laughs> Jared, what's your thoughts on Katy Perry's Cozy Little Christmas? I could have gone the rest of my life without having to hear that. <laughs> All right, I've... well, so now I'm I'm guessing you hadn't heard it before. I'm no. also guessing you've never heard Taylor's uh, Christmas Tree Farm, which was going to be Mark's other selection. But just judging off of what you do know of these two what would you have rather you selected this katie perry song that you just heard or the taylor taylor swift song do i have to choose yes you have to choose is there a sharp object nearby well it's like (laughs) it's like your birds are going to be left out in the in the cold unless you choose one of these songs to listen to right now you already listened to this one (laughs) sorry fellas you're dying um, oh my God. <laughs> <Wow>. Jesus! <laughs> I shit. look, Katy Perry when she like chopped off all her hair, something fucking changed in her, and it was like Demi Lovato, right? It was just like, who the fuck is this weirdo now? Um, so I'd probably have to, I'd like, I'd have to go with Tay Tay, right? <laughs> Tay Tay would would have to be my pick for this because honestly, fucking, I don't know, man. Like Tay, I don't know. Katy Perry used to be like this hot 
queen that I just wanted to court and operation officer. And I just, and then she chopped off our like hair and she did what she started to do. And I'm with Jake on this. Like it is just everything I hate about a Christmas song. It's like, we've been listening to Christmas for the Christmas songs for the last two hours. Was there one song, five songs, or was this, you know, 30 different songs? Oh, this was 60. Oh, Okay, so they all just blend stupidly together, right? <laughs> I mean, a lot can be said about that in metal, where, you know, the metal, the fantasy, bit like, I'm with Jake, just, there can be too much cowbell. Sleigh bell. <laughs> sure. <laughs> plus that. Look, that who, plus... look who joined us. It's David, hello. Don't wake people up. If I'm ever late for something, use the phone. Like all of you but Mark have my number. Not one of you called me. Well, if you actually got a chance to sleep, we know how hard you've been working. If you actually had a chance to sleep in, even though you said you were going to join, but yeah, I just assumed it's because you hate me now. No, I set my phone to vibrate for everything but phone calls. I did not realize when I turned off like notifications and stuff that that also did my alarms. So, <laughs> just, just such an evil laugh my god oh. i've done that though before where like i woke up and i was like oh shit it's 8 56 i need to be at work <laughs> well david do you have a christmas song that you would like to share with no. us <laughs> no sure don't <laughs> okay it's late this asshole well, you joined just in time then for okay. So Jared, sorry, I was going to give you the nice layup question what? because I didn't think I didn't think that David was going to be joining us. So I was going to give you uh, <laughs> his quiz thing. So we have a special game. You know, we've retired. Is it Aerosmith? We've retired. Is it Hootie? So now we're going to do a, a special game for Christmas. This is going to be a, a quiz, and also is it the Cramps or Krampus? So. <laughs> Don't have like I'm back in school. I woke up late. There's a pop quiz. <laughs> this is my nightmare. You're also gonna have to do some narration later on, but uh, no, no, no. <laughs> I, 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 I can do the narration. I can do the narration. All right, so here we go. So, this first section is a trivia question designed specifically for you. It is worth three points. If you get it correct, you continue on and go on to a general Christmas trivia question worth two points, okay? Assuming you also get that correct, you move on to the Tramps or Krampus, which will have me read a line of pure poetry that you have to tell me is either written by the band The Cramps or from literature featuring Krampus. This is worth one point, okay? If you get that correct, and then it's a draw of a virtual card, because what game doesn't completely eliminate the skill involved in favor of arbitrary luck? The card will either give you another point, take a point away, allow you to steal another point from another player, or in the true spirit of Christmas and the holiday season, allow you to gift another player a point. Whoever has the most points after their turn is the winner. Uh, I consulted a random order generator to determine who goes first, and it spat out Jake, Mark, Jared, and David. So, Jared, you're actually going to get the questions that were originally written for Hannah when she was meant to join when this was originally scheduled. <laughs> so, I just want to get this clear. You do this podcast purely so you can satisfy your fetish of, of trivia, right? Is that is that what this is all about? Is that what I'm hearing? No, of course not. Okay. This I think you're going to enjoy this because this is actually this is curated for you guys. So this is specific trivia. Jake, this is a three-parter. 
The first two should probably be layups for you, okay? Buffy has a singular Christmas-themed episode. What is the title? Oh, no. <laughs> this is my nightmare, Eric. <laughs> uh, I know what the episode is. It's the one where it, because it like ends with snow and it's California and she's with Angel. I don't know the fucking episode titles, though. Uh... Not a real fan. <laughs> yeah, the man who does a podcast about TV shows doesn't know about the TV shows. <laughs> okay, it's just my favorite piece of media ever made. It's fine. Exactly. Uh... That's why I picked it for you. I, I figured this would be easy. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait. I got something for this. I got something for this. Oh, fucking hold that thought. Hold that thought. Keep thinking, Jake. You're good. Uh, I think it. I think it might even have Christmas in the title. Uh, is is it just called Christmas? No, God damn it! <laughs> I hate this game. <laughs> Worst game yet, Eric. <laughs> I can't believe you just missed. Okay, so well, we'll move on. So he he didn't get that. It's called amends. Mm -hmm. Okay, so all right. Uh, in that episode, Angel is haunted by a quote unquote ghost who is not what it seems. Who is actually haunting Angel? Uh, the first evil. Correct. And finally, 1-800-COLLECT held a sweepstakes promoting a quote-unquote Buffy Christmas. With Sarah Michelle Gellar playing Buffy, sulking around a payphone in a cemetery, she gives a very cheesy, Eric-esque even, tagline at the end, which has become popular with the fan base on Reddit. What is that line? Uh, no fucking clue. <laughs> uh, uh is christmas related oh it was a christmas giveaway uh it's well it's more vampire related than christmas so hey. it's like think uh marie antoinette don't give me hints <laughs> <laughs> don't patronize me here <laughs> uh i based on the fucking head you gave us let them suck blood. It's let them eat steak. Mm, S T A K. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So one point in that uh, mark. This is multiple parts as well. All about Christmas movies and conspiracies. Okay. <laughs> so I know you're on board. All right. There is a fan favorite theory that a timeless Christmas classic is actually tied to a horror series. What is the original movie? And who is that main character purported to be? Oh, I hate horror movies. Uh, I probably have heard this before, but like I, I go out of my way to not watch horror movies. It's well, the first one is a holiday classic. Like you might <sighs> be able to get that at least. Howard and Fold back in maybe, probably one of those like maybe Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. That the way those things move always seemed a little weird to me. 
Okay, it's not. The original one is Home Alone, and Kevin is supposedly Jigsaw from the Saw series. Really? <laughs> supposedly. Okay, so here's another That's one. A, a little jump. Bit, a little bit <laughs> right, more because he's a masochist, and oh yeah, he sets well, like, just like he sets weird all the traps. traps and everything. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, okay. I can. See Mark, that. I've seen see you that. take bigger leaps on smaller things, man. Come on now. Yeah. Uh, hey, look, I I read conspiracy every day, dude. I. It, 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 <laughs> What that what everything he just said sounds like bullshit. Like <laughs> <laughs> the, the laser beam that destroyed Hawaii, I can I can kind of get on board with that. But then <laughs> that's right, Hawaii's not real. The, the Home Alone kid being Jigsaw, no, no, no. That's just now we're being silly. <laughs> so here's another one, a little bit more contemporary that has a dark theory of its own. What movie am I describing? The imagined horror movie version of Graham is a money-hungry killer who, alongside his sister Iris, plots to kill Amanda and steal her wealth, just as he allegedly did to his first wife. What movie is this? This is a Christmas movie? It is. I have no clue. Thank God someone else is struggling with these <laughs> this is... custom made for you questions. <laughs> <laughs> we do a we do a game called What's Wrigley Watching on on the Thursday show, and like I always put the like we'll put five clues, and mine are like the dumbest, most obvious clues to find out the movie. And Eric's clues are always the most. I'm like I don't understand what the fuck is going on. <laughs> okay, so if you want like a half point, I'll give you a hint. Wait. Uh, Never mind. I can't steal from him on this. Uh, but I think I know that one. Oh, let him steal. If he knows it with your your obscure clue, then he deserves a whole point. I don't even deserve <laughs> half a point. <laughs> so what do you think it is, David? Is it that weird, like, bloody Slamus or bloody Xmas or whatever fucking Christmas horror movie that they put out? It is not. This is a legitimate, okay. like, this is a, a, a kind of oh, popular. Is it, is it A Wonderful Life? It is not. This is the holiday. It's with Jude Law and Kate Winslet and uh, Cameron Diaz. I love what how. The, what the fuck did you <laughs> listen? I've seen that movie like six times because my wife loves it. Nothing you said sounds like that. Movie. I I said, what movie am I describing? The imagined horror movie version of that was one of the theories. Yeah, how the fuck are you supposed to know that unless you, like, dude, you're the guy that picks the most obscure bullshit facts about something, and you're like, figure out what I'm trying to think here. Like, at least I give my agents half the answer when I ask them a question. Jesus Christmas. All right, Jared. Well, you're up next, so put your money where your mouth is. Again, Remember that this is uh these were Hannah's questions. Also multi parts about Christmas traditions in France. So good fucking luck. Yeah, fuck <laughs> no. Uh, Santa Claus isn't quite as popular in France. They have their own version called what? No, hold on. Did did you skip that question for Mark? No, I got both of them. No. Wrong. Yeah, wasn't there three though? He got both. Well, so wrong, the first one so he didn't go to you. No, so he the, didn't go to the third like the, you did. The first one was Home Alone slash Jigsaw from the Saw series. So that was actually two answers in one. So, uh, so then okay. the... Yeah. Can you repeat the question? Jared, do you need me to repeat the question? Yeah. No, he's <laughs> not going to know. <laughs> no, I might know it. Don't fuck with me. I might know it. I just... I'm not... 
look, I don't fucking what I I barely know about America. All right, and you're asking me questions <laughs> about France. Yes, again, this is you weren't supposed to be here when this game was going on. This was supposed to be Hannah, this who bullshit. would have known it. Uh, Santa Claus isn't quite as popular in France. They have their own version called what? Krampus. No, it's Pierre Noel or Father Christmas. So on Christmas Eve, children are supposed to leave their shoes by the fireplace filled with what kind of vegetable with the intention of feeding Pierre Noel's donkey named what? Oh, I'm supposed to know the vegetable that they feed the donkey <laughs> and the donkey's <laughs> guess, guess a vegetable okay. and guess a French name for a donkey. No. That's, it's a French, um, so it's got to be uh, a radish or something. Gross. Um, yeah, yeah, it's not a carrot. <laughs> <laughs> Celery and uh, lay big dong. I don't fucking know. <laughs> it is carrot. And it, it is for the donkey. V. <laughs> okay. Listen, and... I knew the first one, but that question was some bullshit. Yeah, All right, gonna, David, this is for you. Look, I was going to choose carrot. Wait a minute. How did, gonna... how, how did Mark get some imagined conspiracy theory that maybe someone's heard and Hannah's questions were, hey, here's some things about your country's, you know, childhood. This is a rigged game. Yeah. Yeah. See, he has a fetish. He has a fetish for this shit. I was trying to get her to come back. <laughs> All right. David, also multiple parts. Uh, Tarkov has a special event going on called poisoning with a task named after something that would be found in the manger with Mary, Joseph, and baby Jesus. What is it called? You completed this task. You should know. Are you trying to say that there's a parasite in the manger? Because I do not like that at all. No. Uh, no. The tasks are uh poisoning uh remedy parasites the cure uh or uh if you take the other branch uh what is that one called um something about like special item or something like that um None of the names of the tasks have anything to do with what you're saying. Okay, this was on the Tarkov wiki, so I didn't, it's called Straw. Straw has absolutely nothing to do with this event. Okay, well, I said it did. Failure. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, Demon Hunter actually has a Christmas song. What is the name of that song? Which one? They have multiple Christmas songs? Well, by Mark's standards. Because they mentioned Christmas in a couple songs. Well, this one <laughs> was specifically <laughs> this was specifically listed as a Christmas song. Did they do a Christmas album? Can I pull up my Spotify? No. You cannot. <laughs> uh it doesn't have a Christmas title, if that helps. So. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm trying to think through. There's so many albums, dude. Jake, at this rate, by getting one question correct, you might be the winner. Uh, right? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> is it? Is it wind? 
It is the win. Congratulations. Okay. There's one point. Great. Now we'll have a tiebreaker. Okay. <laughs> right. Good job, guys. <laughs> so here you go. So here's your third question. What Missouri town is famous for going all out at Christmas <laughs> with every weekend Santa parades and Victorian storybook themes? I don't care. You lived in Missouri. <laughs> oh, I, I, I know what hell. it is. I know what it is. <laughs> yeah, let Mark take it, please. What is Fuck it? that place. It's, it's Branson. It is not. It's St. <laughs> Charles, Mr. <laughs> okay. Hey, so. hey, hey, hey. I have family in eight different cities in that fucking state. <laughs> I've never even heard of that town. I've been to all four corners. Fuck off. It's going to be fucked. Okay, Jake. In the early 1800s, the first gingerbread houses were reportedly inspired by what famous fairy tale? Uh, Hansel and Gretel? Correct. Nicely done. Mark, what song was initially condemned by the Roman Catholic Church for allegedly portraying an adulterous affair? Christmas song? Oh, um, Baby, It's Cold Outside. I saw Mommy kissing... I saw Molly um, kissing Santa Claus. Well, that's a jump, man. Jeez, to kiss the fucking that's a yeah. that's a very that's a very Catholic jump to go over hey, there. There, kissing is adultery. Jared, holding hands leads to sex. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I I want a free point now. And no, I'm, no, I'm gonna, just no. Shut up. Shut up and listen. I want a free point because David's like, it's not carrots. And everyone's like, yeah, it's not carrots. And I was going to guess carrots because donkeys and horses are basically the same thing. A donkey is just a sterile gray <laughs> horse. <laughs> My God. Yeah. And so I was going to be like, yeah, carrot and fucking the big dick. Right. That's what I was going to choose. And then David chimed in with it's not carrots. And everybody giggled. So it's like, all right, I can't choose carrots. So I want a point based off of that. Because I was going to initially choose carrots. Right. I'm not just I was going to be a, a millionaire, point. but I I'll, didn't. I'll ask you this question, and if you get this one, I'll give you two points for it for getting it correct. Okay? Oh, ask me a, a question about France, and I've never known anything. Other it than is the not a question Tower. about France. This is a general Christmas question. Now, pay attention, Jared. No. Are you, do you need to play your golf game, Jared? In the chipmunk <laughs> chipmunk song, what do the chipmunks want for Christmas besides a plane? I have no idea. I have never seen the Chipmunks movie or anything about Christmas with the Chipmunks. You've never heard the song? You've never heard the Chipmunks Christmas? Like once when I was 12. I, I know what they want. I got it. Huh? Yeah. Okay. No. A rock band? It's a hula hoop. Hula hoop. Mm-hmm. He they want a plane a that does a loop-de-loop, -loop and they want a hula hoop. So, yep. Okay. David, how many reindeer are featured in the poem Twas the Night Before Christmas? Oh, fuck. You're going to make me count them? Uh... The poem, not... The poem. Mm, are you being tricky? Is there an older version of this that I don't know? <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna list off like 33 fucking reindeer, and he's gonna be like, "It, it was two. <laughs> um, fuck. <laughs> I just almost counted the same fucking reindeer twice. <laughs> I 
ready to steal. Fucking riveting. Uh, listen, I'm thinking. <laughs> Think out loud. No, fight me. Uh, all right, let's see. Um, <laughs> I'm watching you start to answer and then second guess yourself. Well, <laughs> I just realized that I was counting the reindeer that were listed in a song, not in the Twas the Night Before Christmas poem. <laughs> which I just read to my kids two nights ago. <laughs> and I think, let's see, because Dasher, Dancer, the one I never remember, Comet, Cupid, <laughs> the only one that I remember because of the Donner Party. Um, and yes, wow. that's why I remember that. <laughs> uh, Blitzen. Incredible. I'm trying to remember if they mentioned Rudolph at all. Because I want to say seven. But that's where I'm stuck, is trying to remember if Rudolph gets, like, mentioned at all. Because I know he isn't called out in the part where he starts talking about the reindeer and, and you know, like, the, the mushing. I'm going to say seven. You were correct that Rudolph is not listed. It is oh, eight. Oh, thank fucking God. I was gonna steal. I know. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, so do, I know that because they it was a joke in the terrible Fraser reboot. The last episode mm -hmm. of that. Yes. Yes. Thank what? you. Guys. Yeah, that's a joke in the new. It's in the new Fraser. Yeah. Oh, it's so bad. <laughs> What's the joke? Come on. Now you gotta watch. You gotta earn it. <laughs> don't make, don't it's the last it. episode too, so you have to make it all the way through. Uh, oh, don't tell them that. You should have told them it was in, somewhere in the first season. <laughs> <laughs> it's Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, Vixen, Comet, Cupid, Donner, Blitzen, no Rudolph. So it's eight. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, because I forgot to count the one I couldn't remember. Fuck. <laughs> the Cramps or Krampus. Jake, you look so good all covered up in bugs. Oh, I missed some there under your chair, but that's all right. I'll swoop you under the rug. Ah, ha, ha. Is it the cramps or Krampus? Uh, I'm going to say the cramps. I, that, that sounds like the cramps. That is the cramps. It's from TV set. Mark, eight long legs and one big mouth. The hottest thing from the north to come out of the south. The cramps or Cram Krampus? Krampus? That's the cramps. I don't know the cramps. Jared. The fuck must... is the cramps? <laughs> They're like <laughs> a horror punk band. Jared, you must guard your dreams always, lest someone steal them away from you. I know what it is to have your dreams stolen. I know what it is to be dead. The Cramps or Krampus? Who is Eric from File Entertainment? <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, that's Krampus, the Yule Lord. Uh, David, no one understood me. All my teeth were so long, and no one made me stop. The Cramps or Krampus? The cramps? Correct. That is, I was a teenage werewolf. Okay. <laughs> the game is rigged. All right. Uh, Jake, pick a number between one and ten. Three. Three. You gain a point. Yay. Mark. What? What? <laughs> what? 
yes this is this is the cards <laughs> okay pick a number between one and nine nine Oh, sorry, you lose a point. You didn't have any points <laughs> today. So. It's that arbitrary. That's life. It's the game of life. Pick a number. Why? No, no, just pick a number. You're wrong. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> so you're actually negative. Sorry, Mark. This is not going to be a, is it, who do you for you? Uh, Jared, um, pick a number between one and eight. One. You gain a point. I... David, pick a number between two and eight. I'm going to go with three because of arbitrary bullshit. But, I mean, numbers don't really exist. You lose a point. Sorry. What the fuck I do? <laughs> I take it back, Eric. This game rules. <laughs> Jake, you win with a total of four points. Mark finished with negative one. Jeff with one. And David with one. I woke up for this. Yeah. yeah. I know, yeah. right? All right. Well, David, so now... I was on time for this. We have Listen, something... The first part of this doesn't sound terrible. This was bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> what's that? What's that meme? This is a work of art. This is bullshit. <laughs> what Timmy that's, traded? To that's me. pretty fair comp for uh, the majority of this show. But uh, <laughs> we got something very special for you, Jared. Did you want to do the narration, or David? Did you want to? I can do, do it. it. I can. Okay. Do it. All right. So this is the Christmas on Christmas. And proceed. Introduction. Small town snow globe uh, refillery. We see a single mother refilling snow globes with Christmas juice. She is widow. Her husband died in every war. I refill globes better than Jesus Claus. Yet still my twins are dadless. Why? They need double dad. Businessman enters the shop. He wears clothes that cost money. His hands are briefcases, and he's Hallmark hot. Hi, do your snow globes lack wet? <laughs> uh, hurry, Christmas attacks soon. <laughs> Businessman has flashback to when he was a business boy. A Christmas tree explodes, his family on purpose. He now hates trees and Christmas and explosions. He exits the flashback. Shut your sound. I'm from Huge City. I bought your land and I'm turning it into an oil resort. Rude behavior. This is a family business. I sell families. I am widow. My husband is now bones. Single mother points to her husband's bones in the corner of the room. They are all gift wrapped in eggnog. All of my wives are bones. That is America. But I must make money for my twins to live. They are a prince. I too own twins. Please don't have bought my land. Christmas is today. Laugh. I bought Christmas. And now it is never. Unless we go on dates. I cannot date because of a snow curse. I pray Santa helps me. Santa cannot help. She did not know, but Santa was her husband. Santa is bones. 
bones help nobody. <laughs> Thank you so much. Oh, I love it. <laughs> oh, that was so great. Oh. I, I was I was always my dream was to one day play Tevia, but now that I've played businessman, uh, I feel like this is this has been my life's work. <laughs> Mark, I think this is the first Hallmark Christmas movie that we have to make. Is this one right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Jake, will we will you uh do your role as uh, the the single widow in our Hallmark version of the, the movie? Yeah, absolutely not. Oh. <laughs> he's, he's like, I can't read the lines without laughing. <laughs> An actor, I am not. Mark did great with his readings. <laughs> oh, so did you. Everyone did wonderful. Jared, nicely done. Ah, oh, thank you guys so much for being a part of this. As uh, I mentioned at the top, thank you for being part of the show and the season and just everything in general. It has been a phenomenal uh, season two. Looking forward to season three where all you guys would come back and talk movies with us. But uh, the music has been quite the adventure. I hope everyone has a safe and enjoyable holiday season and a Merry Christmas. David, you were the last in. You can be the first to uh, exit yourself. You can uh, tell everyone where they can find more David since they heard so much of you on this show. Yeah, don't bother. You don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, uh, frequent guest on File Under Entertainment. Uh, go back and listen to all the music stuff. I'm here, uh, usually on time, uh, usually before Jared. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, real piece of sitcom. <laughs> and Jake. Uh, yeah, I'm the uh, one and only host of Real Piece of Sitcom, which uh, starts coming out in January. So look for it then. You're the worst. Uh, <laughs> And I'm also a guest in residence on uh, Nobody's Listening, which Jared hosts, and uh, David is the guy who's late for every time. That's not true. <laughs> That's why none of you fucking called me. I forgot about that dumb bit. I hate you so much. <laughs> See, I told you he was mad. <laughs> David angry. Bones angry. I... I am Evil Mark. You can find my podcast, The Evil Mark Show, where better podcasts are available. Uh, also, I'm always on the File Entertainment podcast. Uh, I have several episodes you can go back and check out. G, Garbage, Grateful Dead. O, Oingo Boingo Orgy, one of my favorites. Uh, and just a huge fan as well. Wishing you all a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And Google Ruby Bridge. Realize the government's working against us. COVID was <laughs> fake. There it is. The vaccine is poison. There it is. Just think it over. Do your own research. We never landed on the moon. <laughs> Even more ironic that he's actively suffering from COVID as we speak. <laughs> or what they say is COVID. That's, what, that's just what the government wants him to think. Yeah, this is, this is, I, I call it Fauci poison is what it was. <laughs> he's going to go have his eggnog with his ivermectin in it and uh jared i know uh, you... but in all seriousness like pfizer kills people just look it up they do. merry christmas everyone Bye, that's not lying <laughs> <laughs> jared uh i am the intern on the podcast um 
nobody's listening if you want to come I check me even know. <laughs> you can come check me out there uh, you can find me on the evil mark show where i'm the co-host uh, sometimes i run the show uh you know things happen i don't know we'll see what happens and then file entertainment where i'm i guess a french uh native uh from the land of france and i should know things and i don't so fuck it here we are <laughs> don't even know where to wrap up from there so yeah it's all been said merry christmas happy holidays to each and every one we will see you in the new year with movies thank you oh i, I forgot to mention on here the these songs will also be added to the definitive list the 39 and a half hours uh playlist <laughs> that i did where every song that has been featured on file on entertainment Every single song, even the songs that we recommended to each other during our musical journeys, that even if they weren't featured in the episode, if we mentioned it, if we referenced it, it is included in the list. So these songs will be on there. So yeah, 39 and a half hours of entertainment. If you don't want to listen to the episodes themselves, you just want to listen to the music, there's plenty of that. So for your New Year's party, I will release that uh, as the Christmas gift for everybody to enjoy. Thank you for being a part of this. All of you guys here, thank you for being a part of it. Everyone who's listened, enjoy, and we'll see you in the new year. Slam that fine clap. Yep. <laughs> oh my God. Do it again. Hey, do it Jake. Again. Do, do it again. Do it again. Say the line. Slam that filing cabinet shut.